Hi everybody, welcome to the Texas Rias. I'm Shanoa Grove. I'm the founder and president of Texas Rias. I'm very excited to be with you all tonight to talk to you all about real estate investing. So normally we would be meeting live and, and in person, but because of the current disruption, well, we're all live and in uh, in our in our own homes. Uh, but that's not stopping us from meeting, getting together, sharing tribal knowledge, and sharing all the things that it takes to be successful as a real estate investor. Uh, every single uh, Tuesday and Thursday, Thursday, we get together in all of our different platforms, be it, be it Facebook Live, be it GoToWebinar, be it our podcast or YouTube channels, and we talk about real estate investing. And for me specifically, I spend a lot of time talking about the market update and what that means for you and how you can best win as a real estate investor based on where we are today in the market. So very excited to be able to continue to share that information with you, whether we are live and in person or live and online. So uh continue to join us. Uh, we do, like I said, an update every Tuesday and Thursday. In addition to the market update, we also talk about the different ways that you can invest right now. And we'll share the things that we've done to make slight pivots in our business based on where this disruption has taken us. And we have had to make some pivots in our business in order to continue to survive and thrive. And we're going to share with you all what we did so that you know you can do it yourself and do it in your own business. So I love to share that knowledge. I feel like we've been blessed with a lot of knowledge and the, since we've been doing it for the last 17 years, a lot of experiences and love to just be able to share that with you all so you can leverage our personal experiences in your real estate investing as well. So uh, get ready for the market update, get ready for strategies, get ready for marketing to get those leads uh, to talk to sellers, get ready for what we call the exactly what to say for the real estate investor. These are the words that we use when we are working with motivated sellers, trying to put properties under contract, how we overcome objections and how we ultimately get all the way to the finish line with the repairs, with the financing, with the money that it takes to get there and so much more. So again, very excited to be able to have you all with us today and uh, welcome no matter which platform you're listening on. Very excited to be able to have you with us. Now I want to go ahead and start with uh, our first slide and just let you know that Wow, we're in a very different market than we were this same time last year. And in truth, we have been almost the entire year of 2020. And ironically, it took a disruption to make this the best market that we've seen by far ever. Uh, what does that mean? What are, what are my metrics for coming up with that? Well, first off, it's the highest sales price we've ever seen. And second off, it's the highest number of sales that we've ever seen. So both of those things make it uh, that best real estate market uh, by far. Now that's for us as real estate investors. We are also in the lowest supply, lowest market inventory that we've ever had. So anyone who's looking to buy houses uh, from the standpoint of retail houses, uh, they're struggling. So it's our job as real estate investors to buy them from some of these motivated sellers, getting some of these off-market uh, deals, in many cases, off-market wholesale deals. So because of that, and because of the low interest rates and so many other dynamics that are happening right now, again, this is, like I said, the best market by far that we've ever seen. And it's 100% a result of this disruption and some of the actions that have been taken post-disruption. And of course, we are in a very fluid, dynamic situation. Uh, that's something you're going to have to just get 
used to in life, get used to that uncertainty. I don't think we'll ever have uncertainty. And once you get pretty comfortable in realizing that, then guess what? You can put your head down, focus and get to work. So as we navigate through this uh, fluid situation, uh, we're going to share with you all, all the things that we've done, like I said, to pivot in our business, because our business is very different now than where it was back in March. And I will tell you one of the things I love, especially when it comes to real estate is that opportunities arise from disruption and it's our job to never let a good crisis go to waste. And that's what I feel like we're doing right now. And that's what I feel like we do as part of the investor association, just in general. So a little bit about uh, my background, what brought me here. So I've been investing since 2003. I got my realtors and bro- a realtor's license in 2004. I got my broker's license in about 2008. And I've uh, been using that to invest in real estate ever since. And for me, I left corporate America officially in 2004. I kind of dipped my toe part-time in real estate investing in 2003. Uh, but after that, in 2004, when I left, I never looked back. I've not had to update my resume go to work for someone else, ask for vacation time from someone else, uh, ask for any time off to be with my uh, kiddo from someone else. It's been absolutely beautiful. And that's one of the reasons why I love to continue to do it. In addition to that, obviously, there's the income, there's the wealth that you can build up as a real estate investor. And that's something that I've very much been able to enjoy. And also you get to live in a great house because you find those off-market deals and you're able to negotiate them using some of the same strategies that we're going to share with you all today. So with that, uh, that's a little bit about my history. Uh, What brings me here before in my corporate America career, uh, I was doing financial planning and analysis. My background is I have an MBA from Rice University, an undergraduate degree from the University of Texas at Austin. I live here, raised here in Texas and know the different markets. Uh, I'm also actually a fourth generation real estate investor. My great grandparents invested, my grandparents invested, my parents today still have about 12 doors uh, that they still actively manage and just sell them off uh, in their retirement. So it's a great place to be and it's kind of in my DNA. It's kind of in my blood. And of course, I took a brief break to do a little corporate America time before I moved over into doing real estate full time. But it is something that I will never look back from. And it's because of this organization, right? This association where I get to network with other people, where I get to network with both people with deals and capital and talk about best practices and share all that information so that I can continue to be powerful as a real estate investor uh, and just leverage those strengths that I have and network with other people who are uh, ahead of the curve, right? Network with other people who have worked through disruptions before. So it's one of the great parts about being part of this investor association. We have both members who are just getting started as well as members who have been investing for 20 or more years. So it's a great place to network and network up and even just get started. And uh, talking about getting started, I'll tell, I'll share with you what we call our real estate investing tip of the week. Uh, so that's something that we do as part of every meeting as well. And I'll tell you, this is so interesting that I'm talking about this in particular is because it actually came up this past week as well. And it actually came from an attorney colleague of mine and he had reached out to me and he said, Shanoa, listen, I know you do investing and I know you do a lot of creative investing. 
And I wanted to talk to you about an opportunity that was put in my path the other day. And he goes on to tell me that uh, one of his clients uh, from a long time ago made a little bit of an error and uh, in investing in Texas. So that was not the error, uh, but setting up a company out of state and then ha- and setting up that company with several other people. And at first, everything was going hunky dory with everybody. Everyone was getting along, all the members of the LLC. And then all of a sudden, things started to go downhill. And the members of the LLC decided that they wanted to part ways from each other, which is okay and pretty easy to do. Uh, The only thing is they did it completely wrong. So they had one of the members quit claim the property or quit claim deed to the other member. And you see that a lot in other states and in other states, quit claim deeds, they work like perfectly, right? Uh, But in Texas, uh, quit claim deed doesn't really mean anything. When it comes, it means it will show who owns it, but it will not allow them to transfer title with title insurance. So what does that mean? That's, that's kind of like, I just told you it was going in this direction. I know it's a little confusing, especially if you are familiar with that term quick claim deed. You hear a lot of people say, well, I'll just quick claim deed it to you. Well, again, that works to transfer who owns it and who's responsible for paying those property taxes, but it doesn't necessarily work for who can resell it and resell it with title insurance. Uh, what is title insurance? Why is that important? That's, that's a little bit deeper than we'll probably go into over the course of uh, the meeting today, but I will tell you that about 99%, maybe even more than that of the properties that sell in Texas go through a title company and come with title insurance that warrant that title all the way back from when uh, Texas became part of the great United States of America. So that's an important um chain of title for the banks to see as well as the title companies to see. And a bank will only loan on a property if that property comes with title insurance. So what that means is if you're selling it ever to anyone, it can only be a cash buyer because, uh, again, a bank won't issue uh, their loan to their end buyer. If, for example, I had this property and I couldn't sell it with a warrantable title, all I had was a quick claim deed. So guys, uh, just, just do yourself a small favor. And I know many of you guys are in university right now, YouTube university and at YouTube university, they use, they throw around terms like quick claim deed. Here in Texas, we want to make sure that you know exactly what works here as opposed to what works in some other state. So that's why if you are uh, living here, working here, investing here, you need to surround yourself with other people that also live, work, and invest here, right? Because if you're getting your information from someone who lives in uh, Utah or someone who lives in Florida or someone who lives in California or some uh, any other state, right, you're going to be sent in the wrong direction. And sometimes you won't find out that it's the wrong direction until after you get halfway down the road or even all the way down the road. So in this particular case, this opportunity that was brought to me and he, the, then, uh, the attorney who brought it to me knows that I can get a little creative sometimes. And I basically said, you know, this property isn't even worth 50% of ARV minus repairs, you know, in a great scenario. And that would be a scenario under which I would just plan on holding it for forever because I would know that I would not be able to sell it until 
I got that quick claim deed uh, finalized or kind of fixed up, right? So you have to make some fixes to the chain and title. Uh, sometimes we say that, that there's, a, there's a wart on the deal. Sometimes I say there's a hair in the deal. And uh, that's never good, especially when you're trying to resell to your highest buyer, your buyer who will pay the most, which is typically that retail buyer. And 70% of all loans that close on the MLS, guess what? They're closing with a loan. And if your bank and if your uh, buyer can't get that title insurance, guess what? That deal's not going to go through. So you're going to be holding that property for a long time. So again, if you guys find yourself in a situation and sometimes these situations occur after divorce, as an example, where uh, even an attorney who's based in Texas just doesn't understand real estate law. So it's not just enough to be here with someone or get news and information and training from someone who's here, but actually someone who actively practices real estate investing here that can tell you again, the things to do right and the things to do wrong. And that's what we uh, pledge to do to our members as part of this association so that you guys can make sure you don't make any mistakes. So that's the last thing we want for any investor but especially the investors that are part of our association. We want to make sure you guys get the shortcut. We want to make sure you guys get that shared tribal knowledge and best practices so that you don't make mistakes. So again, don't use a quick claim deed. It's almost, uh, I think a quick claim deed is usually somewhere between one to two pages and a, and a general warranty deed, which is what it would have solved this problem if they would have done it while everyone was still happy with each other. Uh, then we wouldn't even, I wouldn't have been having that uh, conversation or that opportunity, but Every couple of years, I'll see an out-of-state investor that makes the mistake of getting a quick claim deed and can't get the other part of it signed. That means they can't ever resell it. Or if they do, it's going to be to a cash buyer who's going to plan on holding it for a long time. So that is our tip of the week. want to make sure that you guys do it right, do investing right. And that's part of what we do at this association. Uh, so again, want to say hello to everyone who's live with us on GoToWebinar, everyone who's live with us in Facebook Live, everyone who's live uh, on our podcast and our, on our YouTube channel. So excited to be here with you all today and to share information with you. Now, uh, for those of you who are live right Right now, the, uh, we have some staff on that will answer some questions that you guys might put in the chat. So I'm going to be a little busy doing the presentation, but I do have some uh, staff with me who's going to be helping and answering questions while I'm doing the presenting. And guys, I would love to help you out even more, not just by giving you that tip of the week, but also helping you in your personal business plan. So I'll tell you guys, uh, when I first started investing in real estate, I did exactly what you all are doing. I joined my local Real Estate Investor Association. It was there that I got that tribal knowledge, those best practices. It was there that I got my network and that network gave me access to their extended network, which means their contacts, their contractors, uh, and then everything that I needed to do a deal, including money, including deals. So you want to associate yourself with a local group of ethical, educated real estate investors. And that's one of the reasons why we started this investment association, because we wanted to make sure to continue to do that. Uh, so when we first 
first started investing, we joined our local investor association. It was there that I was able to get propped up. It was there that I was able to get a hand up to be able to talk to, network with other successful investors. And that's one of the things that you get to do as part of this investor association. And we'll talk to you about some of those different networking opportunities as well. Now, normally when we're live and in person, we're able to help you guys work on your personal plan, your personal blueprint for success. Uh, Right now, we can't do it live and in person, but uh, the obstacle is the way. So what we've done is we've moved all of our help for people when they're working on their initial plan to texasstarterkit.com. Again, that's www.texasstarterkit.com kit.com. Uh, what is that? What does that do? So it's a great way to get started as a real estate investor. If you're just trying to figure out what you want to do, it'll allow us to help you create your personal business plan. So what does that mean? We're going to ask you a couple of questions to figure out where you are right now. We're going to ask you some questions to figure out where you want to go in the future. And we're going to help build that plan between, uh, what you've told us, right? So we're going to ask you just a few questions in terms of how long you've been investing and what some of your investments goals are. And because we've talked to so many different investors over the last 17 years, we know exactly how to build a plan from scratch for each person who walks through the door. So whether your background is uh, a PhD, whether your background is an MD, we have a lot of doctors and PhDs, whether your background is you never even went to college, don't worry, we know how to help you start investing in real estate. And we're happy to share what we've learned over all of these years. And the reason why we're happy to do it and the reason why we're passionate about doing it is because if it were not for this local real estate investor association that we joined when we first started investing, yeah, we would not be where we are today. And we feel like it's our duty, our responsibility to give back and to be of service within the community and the same community that helped us as we were getting started. So excited to be able to share that with you all. And continue to be of service no matter what the world throws at us in terms of disruption. We've just moved a lot of the things that we used to do online. So uh, go ahead and uh, give us a little bit of information about yourself. And again, we'll help you build that plan. Head on over to texasstarterkit.com, texasstarterkit.com. And I love to be able to share some of that information with you all. In addition, over at TexasStarterKit.com, we'll also have an opportunity to get you guys registered for an upcoming workshop that we have. So can't believe we're getting into, about to get into the new year, right? Uh, here we are, and we've got a workshop set up so that you guys can learn more about investing. We've got that set right now for January 8th, 9th, and 10th. Uh, so excited to be doing something, our first training in 2021. So as we do that first training, we're going to go ahead and and talk about many of the investing strategies that we've been using in our own personal business for the last 17 years that we've been investing in real estate. Uh, We'll talk about those 65 different marketing campaigns so that you can find those off-market opportunities. We'll also talk about the scripts, uh, what we call the exactly what to say for the real estate investor to allow you to close deals, to allow you to put properties under contract, and to allow you to overcome objections. And believe me, we know what those objections are after the last 17 years 
years and having talked to over a thousand sellers in this time period, we have honestly just lost count of all the different sellers and investors that we've talked to and all the different ways and scripts, if you will, that we've been able to use, develop and use to be able to overcome those objections and ultimately get to the finish line. And I think probably one of the things that most people want to know and really get access to when they start investing is, Hey, I just want to partner with other people, right? I just want to get help from other people. Uh, we will be of service for you guys that entire weekend, January 8th, 9th, and 10th. And, uh, we'll talk to you about different partnering opportunities and we'll bring on some of our personal colleagues who are also part of the investor association. who will talk to you about how they partnered up and using the resources of the real estate investor association to do some of their deals. So it's going to be a little bit of a, a fun meeting, a little bit of a party and investor party where we talk about doing deals. We talk about best practices. We talk about how to do deals better. And we talk about how we've all pivoted our business and made some tiny tweaks based on the current disruption. And of course, if you're worrying about funding and everyone should be trying to figure out how I'm going to fund that next deal, don't worry, we've got you covered there too. What does that mean? That means our group has access to millions and millions of dollars in capital, whether that's through our vendors, uh, hard money lenders, whether that's through our members, uh, private money lenders, and even using your self-directed IRA, your old 401k. In fact, we've got several vendors and sponsors, and I think we're going to put some of those in the notes uh, today just so you know who to contact uh, to be able to get access to even more resources as well. In fact, we give you the access to different sources of funding uh, right in that Texas Starter Kit. So the Texas Starter Kit, we've used that to, again, just kind of put an amalgamation of everything that you need to both get started as a real estate investor, as well as everything that you need to really, if you're kind of, you've been investing for a while and you're kind of at this little hump right here and you want to take it to the next level, we'll talk about the things that you need to do in order to scale your business. Now, one of the cool things about being able to do it right now is that we're able to do it for free. Uh, why are we able to do it for free? Well, when we used to meet in person, you can see from some of the pictures that are on there in the background, we would meet at these huge hotels in these uh, big, beautiful ballrooms. And that would cost us a fair amount of money. And we would pass on that charge to the members of the association. But now since we're doing everything live and online, uh, guess what? We're going to pass those savings directly on to you. And of course, uh, no one needs it now more than we all need it now more than ever, right? As we're all living through this disruption and looking for new ways to create our own economy. So this is one of the few opportunities probably left uh, as we get started in the new year to be able to take advantage of free training. So again, go ahead and write this in your calendar on January 8th, 9th, and 10th. That's a Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And uh, we'll go from about 9 a.m. until about 7 or maybe even later p.m. We're basically going to stay there asking or answering questions of you guys until you all are done asking questions. So if you want to get registered for that, take advantages of some of the resources as part of the Investor Association. Again, just head on over to texasstarterkit.com and we'll go ahead and get you uh, started and go ahead and get you registered for that class that we've got coming up. I want to also talk to you about the Texas real estate uh, market. So I'm going to break down what it's been looking like over the last uh, several months. So obviously March sales uh, were were 
up, but they were not up as much as they could have been had we not been shut down for the last two weeks of the month. Obviously, our April and May sales were down because we were practically at home for those two months. Uh, however, as soon as we were able to get, even though uh, real estate was considered an essential business, just not many people were getting out and about. Uh, but that all changed in June, July, August, September, uh, October, and even November. Uh, all of the sales numbers are up and all of them are going to continue to be up. How do I know that? Because I'm looking at the closest best indicator of what closed sales will be as we uh, finish uh, all contabulating all the December numbers. Uh, and those numbers are going to be up because the pending sales are up. So it's very much been a V-shaped recovery, right? In the housing market, uh, we were only down really for two months. And then since then, we've really surpassed where we were uh, versus the same time last year. And I'll share with you those results. Here's the cool thing. Uh, since I'm a realtor and broker, I get to dig into the markets across Texas. So I'm going to share with you the results of the top four markets. So Austin, Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio. And I'm going to break down all the numbers so you know exactly where we are year to date and exactly what we expect out of 2021. So some exciting news to be able to share with you all. I uh, also want to take a few moments just to go through what's different about this market than what we saw in other market cycles. So in 2008, for example, our inventory was, we had an oversupply of inventory. We had nine months of inventory. MOI stands for months of inventory. Uh, what does that mean? They say uh, anything less than six months of inventory is a seller's market. Anything more than six months of inventory is a buyer's market. In a seller's market where, again, we're below that six month of inventory marker, prices start to to go up, right? Because there's not as much inventory, there's more demand and just basic law of economics, supply and demand, as supply goes down and demand goes up, those prices go up. In 2008, however, we saw demand coming down, but we saw supply raging up. So what did that translate into? Uh, luckily for us here in Texas, that pretty much translated into property values were flat for several years. Uh, so even though it could have been much worse, like it was in some of the markets along the coast uh, here in Texas, it was pretty much flat for several years versus today in today's market, we only have about a three month supply of inventory. And going into 2021, only a three-month supply of inventory. Back in 2008, sellers were flooding the market, adding listings. Why was that? Usually because they owned more than one houses, one house, and they owned those houses speculatively. And usually because they had a, a balloon mortgage or an adjustable rate mortgage and could not continue to afford the carrying costs. Whereas today, sellers are not selling. In fact, they've removed many of their listings off of the MLS because they're a little bit uncertain. So, you know, combine an election, combine this massive disruption that the world is living through right now. Yeah, no, everyone took their houses off the market. So in some cases, our total number of listings are down somewhere between 30 and 50% in some of the markets versus where we were the same time last year, right? And also many of the sellers, like all of us, right? We're all working from home. So if a realtor pulls up and says, hey, I'd like to show your house that you have on the market. Well, I'm on a Zoom 
Zoom call. My husband might be on the Zoom call. My son's in the other room, right, taking his uh, exams right now. And what do you, you know, what, what can he do? It's like, I can't even open the door to let you in. The dog's running around. Of course, my dog's doing double duty right now, protecting us from all the Amazon deliveries. And it, the house is maybe not in show condition, especially if you have someone who's at home who might be predisposed to getting ill. Gosh, you don't know where the buyer has been. You don't know where the buyer's agent has been. You don't want to spend all day wiping down your entire house. So because of that fear, a lot of sellers pulled their houses off the market. And because of those very low interest rates, after they did that, they also refinanced and said, gosh, we can make it work here. Let's just make our home. And now more than ever, right, our home is our sanctuary. So let's make our home our sanctuary and let's make it work here. So let's do some refinancing. So in 2008, buyers were not buying. One major reason was because banks were not lending and interest rates were higher. They weren't high, but they were higher, especially considering versus where they are now. In today's market, however, banks are lending. They're lending like crazy. Buyers are buying like crazy. Why? Because those interest rates are so incredibly low. And they want to take advantage of the opportunities that are out there. So in 2008, prices were flat to, in some markets just in Texas, just a little bit down versus 2020, housing prices have gone up and they're forecasted to go up, continue to go up in 2021 as well. So let's break down the results for Texas. We're going to look at all of Texas first. Then we're going to talk about Austin, uh, Houston, Dallas, and San Antonio, just to give you an idea of how those markets are stacking up uh, versus the whole. So let's... Uh, uh, go and get that running. So for the Texas data, our single family sales last month were up 25% year over year and year to date, they're up 7%. Uh, prices on average were up 14.5% last month to 332000 whereas the median prices were up 11% to 269000 The year-to-date and median prices are up about 7% each. Days on market are down, so we're see, experiencing 10 fewer days on market. And months of inventory, and that number that I explained to you a little while ago, right now we are at 2.2 months of inventory versus 3.7 months of inventory last uh, this same time last year. So they say, again, anything less than six months of inventory is a seller's market. What is that? What does months of inventory even mean? Let me back up and explain that just in case that wasn't clear. Uh, so we're all familiar with that term days on market. That's how long it takes from a property to get listed to go under contract. It's not how long it takes to sell after that. That's not included. Why is that? Uh, so again, a little tribal knowledge here because some of the properties sell with cash. Some of the properties sell with financing. Some of the properties take a week or two weeks to sell. Some of the properties take four or five weeks to sell, maybe even longer, uh, depending on that loan type. So they're only tracking how long it takes to go under contract, how long it takes to go pending. Now, days on market basically says if we were to stop listing houses today based on the buyer demand that we've had over the last 12 months, how quickly would it be before we were completely out of an inventory of homes for sale? So in a normal market, and the market average for Texas for the last 40 years has been about six months of inventory. In a normal market, six months of inventory, uh, that's where it's it's in, at market equilibrium. But anything less than that, and right now, as I explained, we're at about a 2.2 month supply of inventory. It's very much a seller's market and will continue to be all the way through uh, 2021 uh, because the builders just are not going to be able to catch up. 
number one. Number two, interest rates are, are probably going to be staying at those incredibly low levels. Right now, you, as you can see in Texas, our total listings are down. They're down 37% year over year. So whereas last year we had almost 110,000 listings, right now we only have about 69,000 listings. On the other side of the coin, uh, demand is up. So pending sales are up. They're up 23% year over year. We've got 30, over 33,000 pending listings right now. So this type of a market is the market that you're going to see in all of almost all the major markets throughout Texas. Some are even stronger. And by stronger, I mean higher prices, uh, more sales, and lower inventory, right? So there's a lot of opportunity right now for the real estate investor. And as an investor... and I just want to clarify this one little point. You, you're always going to have one of two problems because I can hear I can hear some of you naysayers out there saying, "Well, there's not there. You know, it's, the market's too hot. There are no homes to buy." Ah, that's not exactly true. And I, I have to just relate something to you just so you can have sort of this level of understanding. And, and as a real estate investor, we always have one of two problems. When the market's hot like it is now, it's always hard to find deals, admittedly, but it's easy to sell deals. When the market's down, and we've been invested uh, personally in up markets, down markets, long sideways markets, but when the market is down, it's easy to find deals, but it's harder to sell deals. Deal with it, right? These are the problems that we have in any industry, and specifically in the real estate investing industry. You just have to be good at finding deals and that's one of the things uh, that we're going to talk a lot about today as we go through the rest of the presentation after the market update. So let's go ahead and break down the Austin market. So single family home sales were up 29% year over year to just under 3,800 units. And the year-to-date uh, increase for Austin right now is 6.4%. It will probably end in the 7.5% range as we finish the as uh, we uh, get all the numbers for the end of year. And then for the prices, the average price was up 20% at $470,000. No, Austin is not suffering at all. Uh, medium price up 13%, $365,000. Days on market right now are 35 days versus 54 days last year. And months of inventory, record-breaking low in Austin and the surrounding areas at 1.1 months of inventory versus an already low 2.4 months of inventory last year, yet we're still increasing our sales year over year. And if we had more inventory of homes to sale, I guarantee that that number for a year to date would even be higher. Now let's look at our total listings right now in Austin and the surrounding areas. Total listings are down 51% year over year from 7,200 last year to 3,500 this year. But our pending sales are up 21%. And like I said, I think they would be up even more if we had any inventory of homes for sale. Now, here's something that I want to point out to you guys. And this is something that we've only seen for about the last few months. It is that for the first time ever in the history of the Austin market, the Texas market, and probably any of the markets throughout the country, we're seeing this strange phenomena where we've seen a flip in terms of our pending listings being higher than our total listings, our total active listings, right? Uh, so total active listings are only 3,500 versus our total pending listings of 3,800. So basically everything that comes on the market, it gets pulled right off the market going under contract. 
Now let's take a look at one of our other great markets, the Houston market. Last month, sales were up 26% year over year to just under 9,300 units. And year to date sales in Houston are up 9% year over year. The average price is 342,000, up 15% year over year. And the median price is up 12% uh, to 270,000. Days on market are down to 12 days from 59 days last year. And months of inventory has dropped from a 3.6 month supply to a 2.2 month supply. Again, we're seeing a major reduction in terms of total listings in the Houston market. We have 11,000 fewer listings, so that number's down 27% year over year. And our pending sales are up. They're up 31% year over year. So we're not seeing as many pending sales in Houston as we are in Austin, that exact same phenomena. But it's also because we have a 2.2 month supply of inventory versus about a one month supply of inventory. Now we're going to go ahead and break down the San Antonio market as well. So San Antonio sales were up last month 27% year over year, and the year-to-date sales are up 10%. The average price was up 19% to $312,000, whereas the median price was up 13% to $261,000. Days on market, a very quick 49 days, and pending listings are up about 15% year over year. So that means as we're contabulating the last uh, few sales of 2020, it looks like, we're again, we're going to have a very strong market in in San Antonio. And when it comes to Dallas, uh, one of our largest, our the largest market in total in terms of total sales, uh, Dallas sold just under eleven thousand eight hundred units last month, up twenty one point six percent year over year. And that year to date sales number is up seven point three percent. So the median prices also up twelve percent year over year to two hundred ninety five thousand. Average price up thirteen percent to three hundred. 153,000. Days on market have dropped from 53 days to 40 days and months of inventory. Another market where you're seeing less than two months of inventory here in the Dallas and Fort Worth, 54 County, North Texas area has gone from a three and a half month supply of inventory to a 1.7 month supply of inventory. So very little inventory as you compress that inventory. And as demand continues to go up, as we see uh, pending listings are up 18% year over year, those prices will continue to go up and go up for the next uh, many months here in this great market. Total listings down 45% to just under uh, 18,500 and pending sales are just under 10,800 and up 18% year over year. So excited to be able to share that market data with you. And every time there's an update, we update it for you so you know what to expect and understand what the forecast is for each of the different cities. And we'll do that and more as part of our workshop coming up on January 8th, 9th, and 10th of 2021. So we'll have live training. So it'll be live via Zoom. Uh, you guys get to talk to us, ask us questions. We're going to bring on several other investors that you can talk to, uh, get uh, information to talk about partnering. Most of the investors in the association partner with each other, whether that's through sharing deals or sharing funding. We'll talk about the 12 strategies that we use in today's market, including how we've tweaked our strategies 
strategies to be able to continue to survive and thrive. We'll also talk about those 65 marketing strategies to be able to find off-market deals. I'm talking off the MLS deal, so you're not competing with retail buyers. And we'll talk about the closing script, so the exactly what to say for the real estate investor to make sure that you're able to get a property under contract, keep it under contract, get all the way to the finish line and overcome any objections that might come up on the way. Now, if you'd like to get access to our three-day training in January, uh, the 8th, 9th, and 10th, just head on over to texasstarterkit.com, and we'll ask you a couple of questions to be able to get you registered for that training, and we'll build you a personalized blueprint. So while we can't do it live and in person right now, uh, the obstacle is the way, and we're doing it live and online. So just by asking you a couple of questions using a questionnaire. And again, because we are not in some big, fancy, expensive hotel ballroom. We're passing those savings directly onto you guys. So we're doing it for free. So I don't know how much longer this disruption is going to last. So please take advantage of it while it is free. We would love to have you. And guys, I want to make sure and get you ready for the next presentation. So as we get ready for the next presentation, I'll introduce you to my husband. So he and I have been investing together since 2003 and you'll love his background. He was a double major, electrical engineering and computer science. So how can that benefit you as a real estate investor? Well, I'll tell you as a left brain engineer, analytical thinker, he's able to take apart some of the very complex strategies that we use as real estate investors into a step by step by step process, a system that we're going to share with you, uh, the thing, same things that's kept us unemployable or unemployed, uh, working for ourselves as real estate investor all these 17 years. So he's going to share that tribal knowledge with you, uh, the tips, the tricks, the resources to make sure that if you decide to invest in real estate, you're with the right people, Texans teaching Texans, and you make sure that you uh, learn from other people's best practices. So very happy to be able to share that with you. Thanks guys for joining and we'll see you in a bit.